Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Locker Room Talk Uncut. World champion Drew Garrison and Chad Penrod here in the locker room. Uh, I'm a world champion because the Lakers won. I'm going to just say that, even though it's fucking stupid. Uh, we're going to get into the NBA Finals breakdown, uh, the Justin Herbert-Joe Burrow discussion that's been popping up a lot lately, and I feel like it has to be had at this point. Uh, the Browns 4-1 and one with a big game coming up this Sunday. Uh, Dak Prescott's very unfortunate injury that we saw happen on Sunday, and um, our pick is up and actually it's tuesday and the pick still going because we got tuesday night football tonight the buffalo bills and the tennessee titans are playing after the tennessee titans spent the last few weeks spitting all over each other um and giving everybody COVID or whatever the fuck happened there um so biggest week yet for the pick 440 bucks up for grabs yeah and can i just say that i am so happy to be in the locker room because i fucking hate zoom yeah, the Zoom element's cool because you get video of us, and I guess we could probably figure out. Nobody how to wants to here. see our fat faces. But I, I thought we looked good until Scarlett showed up and then made us look bad because obviously she's gorgeous. Everybody's um, seen I was wearing fucking last year's ugly ass <laughs> Browns jersey, man. But it's been the lucky one, you know. So, so I started week one. I bought a new Browns jersey. I bought a Chubb. I bought a, a Color Rush one. Oh yeah, yeah. And we got our ass stomped. And then so I was like, it was week two, and I was like, fuck, Baker's got to play a good game. It was against the Bengals, and you were over and I, I wore it and I wore it the second week because we won or the third week. Then I wore it the fourth week. So then I wore it the fifth week and we ain't lost into son of a bitch yet. <laughs> you so might, you got to keep it on. Now. <laughs> yeah. You know me. Like I, I always think like, well, I wore that. So we won in that. So I need to wear that, you know? So maybe <laughs> that's why the Browns winning is because I'm wearing ugly ass Baker Mayfield jerseys. Possibly. So 440 bucks. It is Tuesday. We're recording a day early. Um, we have got, a 10-way tie for first place right now. 10 people, yeah. So this is pretty much going to come down to the points picked last night because we can't see much. We can see a little bit more this week because there's a Tuesday game. You yeah. know what I mean? So the points, normally we can't even see points, and we were able to see the points. We're not going to give any of that away. We're Neither you or I are in it. Yeah, we're not close. But if, if we were to win, people would be like, you fucking cheated. So we're, <laughs> we're not in. I can see the points just because the game has already passed. I typically can't. Um, but so we've the got Tuesday, the Tuesday game threw it all off. Yeah, we got it's usually the last game of the week. And a couple of people have asked, hey, is the tiebreaker going to be tonight instead of Monday night? I have confirmed that it is not. It is based on the Monday night football game, because I think that schedule change came out after we opened the picks yeah. up. Yeah. And I think they're always going to do Monday. Now, it is going to be weird to see what they do next week, because there is two Monday games because the Bills and the Chiefs got moved to Monday. Man, that would be a good fucking game to put picks on because that's uh, yeah. going to be high scoring as shit, I think. I think it, it'll come down to the original yeah, schedule. The original Monday, Monday night, night game. game. Yeah. Um that's the the idea that I have of it, but as these games get pushed and changed, I get notifications from Run Your Pool as the pool administrator. It tells me what's going on. So I'm kind of learning as you guys go, but I think it it'll go off the regularly scheduled Monday night game. But if there's any change on that, we'll send out an email or post it up on our social media platforms about it. But four hundred and forty bucks, ten way tie going into tonight. Yeah. Um I don't know. Who picked who? Uh, I, I would think a lot of people probably picked Buffalo just because Tennessee hasn't played, but maybe there's somebody out there Buffalo's playing the Buffalo's hot upset. right now, man. Josh Allen's playing like a 
MVP. As a matter of fact, to me, he'd be second in the MVP behind Russell Wilson. So is yeah. So I I don't know. We'll see who the winner is. The winner will be paid out Wednesday morning um, this time instead, um, just because of how how the games fall. And um, also, I, with that being said, normally today the new pick'em would open up right. and everybody would send in money and make their picks. But that's going to be tomorrow. So um, actually, and you know what? I don't think that there's a Thursday game this week. It got moved. It got moved to Monday, so I think people are going to get extra time to. We can send extend the money. it out and build it out because what I did was I actually we were capped at fifty, and people would be like, "Hey, there's too many people in." I went ahead and I got uh, I spent the extra forty bucks, got uh, fifty more slots, so we can get up to a hundred. Yeah. So really, in theory, um, once we confirm that there's no Thursday night game, which I think you're right because I think it was supposed to be the Bills, right? Bills, but they and can't Chiefs. go Tuesday then Thursday, right, and they moved them to Monday. Um, so yeah, so that may give you what it, what it was. We'll set it Sunday at noon. Yeah, as the deadline, sure, if yeah. that's the case, um, and then more people can get in. Maybe that has a chance for the pot to grow. I mean, now we can get it up to a hundred people if we really got it rolling. Um, so that's actually an interesting twist that I didn't even think about for yeah. this week. So we, you'll have a lot longer. You'll be able to see some more injury reports, uh, all that good stuff. But please try to get the money in as soon as possible. That way, as soon as it closes, we can post up the final pot number, um, and we'll we'll see who who can get it this week. Hopefully, we can beat the four forty. I mean, that's, that's we a had a big, big surge. We went up by eighty bucks from uh, the previous week. So we will uh, keep that rolling and getting into the NBA Finals. The Los Angeles Lakers brought the Larry O'Brien Trophy back home to Los Angeles, getting their seventeenth. I, I just want to say con- congratulations, real quick, man. You. I thought it was tainted. Or yeah. were you fucking well, with no, me? I was just about to say congratulations <laughs> on the on the tainted championship. Oh, you know, God, I mean, that's here we go. It's, this is a big uh, honor, you know, to to go through those you you vicious, said like last week teams you guys had to go through. You said like last week it wasn't tainted. No, it's not tainted. <laughs> it's not tainted. It's uh, I mean, the Lakers did what they had to do. It don't matter how easy it is. You know what I mean? Now, do I think it was easy? Damn right. I, I think it was pretty damn easy to them. Um. You only play who they put in front of you. Absolutely, though. absolutely. But you take it, right? I mean, it don't it don't matter how easy it is. Um, it wasn't like they picked who they were going to play. <laughs> yeah, and like fucking Skip Bayless is like, oh well, it doesn't count because they didn't have to play the Clippers. That's not the Lakers' fault. They, That's the Clippers' fault. Now to say they didn't catch a break there in the oh, yeah, cha- finals, they absolutely did. Every team that wins Ab- a championship catches a break here and there. Well, I mean, not. I don't know if I've ever seen it in the finals game. To where two of the best players go out the first game, you know. I mean, that's well. Ben missed what one game? He came back. He missed, well, he missed, yeah, but he was he wasn't really right. Drogic came back for game six. Did he, he even like play he, though? Yeah, he he looked like he was moving all right, but he he wasn't right. right. I mean, he's got a torn. And, that, and that's their that's their creator. I said that last week, man. That's their. I mean, to say that's their LeBron is is crazy, but that that's their find the open guy, create the shots type guy. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, but I mean, let's say the Browns play the Bucks in the Super Bowl, and Tom Brady and Mike Evans are hurt. It's not going to no, sting I'm, you. Absolutely. you know, it's gonna, it feels absolutely. Just as I good. only say it's tainted just to fuck with you, but it's definitely not tainted. <laughs> but um, fucking Skip Bayless. No, I, now it, it would it could have been better. I mean, who didn't want to see the Lakers and Clippers? You know. Oh yeah, for you sure. Know, who who thought of was it fourth or fifth seed Miami was going to be there? I mean, nobody. I mean, nobody knew that. I mean. I had a feeling it wouldn't be the Bucks because now, like looking back on it, I almost think Boston would have maybe played them better just with all the scoring. But um, the and this goes to to Frank Vogel, they played defense this year, man, and they played defense good. And you know, I'm 
over the moon excited that the Lakers are finally champions. And to point it out, they won one in 2000, 2010, and 2020. So every 10 years, I'm due for one. There you go. Um, but you Now know, you can go back to sucking again, right? Uh, no, we'd like to stay good <laughs> for a little bit while longer. Um, but that's that's one of the frustrating things about this that I've seen. And I have no complaints about how LeBron James played. Um, the game five loss, he was out of his fucking mind. Um, but the whole narrative has been LeBron gets his fourth championship. LeBron gets his fourth championship. LeBron, let's slow the fuck down. The Lakers got their 17th championship. Frank Vogel got his first. And I don't think he's getting enough credit because you don't just take, okay, you got LeBron and AD and a bunch of mixed mismatched parts that everybody said all year wouldn't work. Um, they said that, you know, they didn't have enough this, they didn't have enough that, and it worked. Frank Vogel deserves a ton of credit. You don't just roll the ball out there and win a championship. He deserves a lot of credit. But you guys have LeBron James. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that no, makes it better. No, listen, let me just say this. <laughs> let me just say this. I, I, I get what you're saying. And you know me. I am one of the biggest LeBron haters just because I'm not a big fan of LeBron the person. That story for another day. But LeBron on the court is possibly the greatest basketball player to ever live. Um, it's, it's, getting a, it's getting to be a lot closer goes, of an argument. He goes to Miami, wins a championship in his second year. He goes back to Cleveland. He wins a championship in his second year. He goes to the Lakers, and he wins a championship in his second year. You know what that means? Orlando, you're up. I do not, <laughs> I do not agree with Colin Cowherd very much at all. I'll let you finish. But let me just say one thing that I heard him because I was listening to 980 um, when he was on there, and he said Michael Jordan – did need Scottie Pippen because he never won a championship without Scottie. And he said LeBron James only needed a basketball. I, I saw that. And I feel like – I can't believe I'm saying this. Um, He's right. <laughs> Man, you know, and I remember saying this, the Toronto series when they went to the finals his last year with the Cavs. I said, oh, shit, I think LeBron's the greatest basketball player to ever touch a basketball, and I have to come to grips with that because I, I wasn't a big LeBron fan then. And then, obviously, he comes to my team, and it's like, well, what do you do? You're like, I think you yeah. would probably not have as much animosity toward LeBron if he was still a Cav. That's just how it is. He puts on your jersey. Yeah, oh, he's part of your I, team. It's I, just how it goes. I get what you have to do because you are, you are a Lakers guy first. You're, if LeBron leaves – Tomorrow, you're not going to follow LeBron. Yeah, I'm still a Laker. You know, so absolutely, actually, congratulations to you on a, a, a championship because you are a true. I earned that one. Lakers fan. Um, but how in the within like what ten years? You have people that are like, oh, we won a championship, and when they they actually say we, and they said we when he was in Miami. And then they said we when he was in Cleveland. That's and true. now they're saying we when he was – now that he's in Los Angeles. It's like those are the people that – I just – I don't understand it. How can you just follow the same guy? Like that's not your fucking cousin or your <laughs> right. dad or your brother. Like, And if it is, I get it then. But these some of these people are just like – they. you see it. They just are sucking him off. Like he can't do nothing wrong. It's, now he played great. He's he's once again an NBA MV, NBA Finals MVP, and he deserved it. Absolutely deserved it. AD had a case, but he he disappeared a couple times. He, he, he did. He but, didn't. But so yeah, LeBron. Yeah, I did get what you're it. saying, but 
LeBron, LeBron was by far the MVP. Yeah. And he was probably the MVP of the regular season. Um, yeah, oh, for sure. It's just, you know, it's it's just hard for me to really like LeBron the person, but just sitting here and just being 100% honest, LeBron the basketball player is, is damn good, man. Well, yeah, and you, I mean – even when he was in Cleveland, I don't think you were a huge fan of some of the stuff he was doing off the court. But yeah. it, and it's definitely gotten magnified. Don't get me wrong; it's it's a completely different time now than it was then. Um, but but I I I I understand. You know, you can use your platform for whatever. But he he goes a little bit too far because I think it it gets to more of a look at me, look at me, look at me type thing. Right. Um, but and it can't be. It, it's weird because. I understand because, you know, Kobe passed. You're like, hell yeah, I want the Lakers to win. I get it. And then LeBron kind of goes up a notch with his off the court. Everybody pay attention to me. Look at well, me. Look at me. Look at me. And, and I get it. But it's just it, – it feels like it got lost from January to now because of the shutdown and the bubble and all that. It's like it feels like the, the Kobe vibe has gotten lost outside of those true Laker fans because it still means a ton to me personally. And I know to all – tried and true Laker fans, it still means a lot to hold a trophy up for Kobe the year he passed. Did LeBron say anything about Kobe or was it he that did. night? Um, he did because I, I only heard Anthony Davis say something. It, he did, but it, it, even the like, – like Rachel Nichols asking the questions afterwards, I was kind of like, damn, like they, they went to the, 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 the social injustice and all that stuff a lot heavier and th- a lot of that's probably by the NBA's guidance, I would think, but, but there really wasn't a lot – Made Kobe of questions towards LeBron. No, there really wasn't, and I, I, I he could have taken an opportunity to say it. Obviously, he can say whatever the fuck he wants, uh, but it was weird. And I feel like from from the people that aren't you know the 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 true Laker fans, there's the 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 people that follow LeBron, or or maybe the people that are you know just I don't know follow the Lakers because they're good again, or or maybe people like AD. I don't know, but I feel like that was kind of lost, and that. Like it, I'm not even gonna lie, it was kind of like an emotional moment for me when they won that thing. I was like, "Damn, man!" Like f- they finished the job for Kobe, and I just feel like nationally, Did it's gotten a little about. bit of love. But like I thought it would be. A I haven't deal. seen much love at all, man. I, mean, I, 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 I work I, from home, so I get to watch. Yeah, ESPN I mean, all I've day. I've seen the and I listen to the ESPN radio, but I listened to, I, I the question to AD, and that was it. You know. Um, and, and, you know, the, I know you weren't a huge fan of the Mama Jersey thing, and I think that the, it did get blown up pretty big because everybody thought that they were going to close that out. It was blown, it was blown out. Of, I mean, we're everybody going to thought they we're were gonna win all this because we're wearing a jersey. And then game five, you wear the jerseys and fucking lose. So well, now the narrative just is like. It mattered to the team more than anything. I think it was a mentality thing. especially Well, when then you shouldn't have lost in it. Well, it took two all-time Jimmy Butler games for them to lose. I mean, Jimmy Butler's good. He, he he gained a lot of respect for me. I mean, he did. Don't get me wrong. He's a he's a lifetime twenty a game guy. Um, and you know, for the, the Heat were just outmatched. You know, be that you know Bam being banged up or missing a game. Uh, Drogic obviously was a big loss. Um, they they were out they were outmanned. It took two monster Jimmy Butler games that you're not going to see all the time for them to win. And I have nothing but the utmost respect for not only Jimmy Butler, but Eric Spolstra, Pat Riley, who was oh, yeah. a true Laker. Yeah. Um, 
you know, Tyler Hero had a pretty rough series. I think we expected a little bit more coming out for him. Uh, Duncan Robinson was 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 pretty solid in a couple of those games. He was hitting crazy shots. He looks like a dude we used to work with. I'll tell they're, you the name off the air. They're going to be good, you know. Yeah, they'll be they'll be right back in it next year. Yeah, um, it's going to be. You know, I was hearing something from some of the national media that said, you know, there might not be a whole lot of movement um, because the salary cap could be lowered because of COVID um, for next season. Yeah, because um, of the, the revenue right. loss. So, so they don't know where it's going to exactly be at. But, uh, you know, they, they were showing, you know, what's next for the Lakers. You know, is Bradley Beal coming to join the team? Is is uh, Chris Paul, who I think is the best fit? You've said that several times. Yeah. Uh, is it is it going to be Zach Levine? I um, saw that one. Um, and what, who was the other one? Donovan uh, Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell. That'd was be another there. good one. Uh, now, are those like guys all free agents? I don't know. I uh, just yeah, I'm not sure. I saw the graphic too. Um, I was watching ESPN earlier today, and they said that they think the most likely scenario right now, and it could obviously change because everything changes at the drop of a hat with this COVID shit. Um, that the salary cap's going to stay at one one oh nine this year, one hundred nine. Yeah, and uh, and I and I heard that they can't really afford Chris Paul right now. No. Um, as it stands, no, but look for them because – and and my buddy Tyler uh, Rowland, he runs Tic Tac Titans on Twitter. It's a Locked on Titans podcast. Uh, he's a host. He's a big Laker fan. We've talked a lot. He told me um, – he actually sent me a thread today that this this AD trade that the Pelicans won, right, they, they stole. They got all these first-round picks. The Lakers have a first-round pick this year. They have a first-round pick next year as long as they don't finish in the bottom eight of the league, which I would assume they won't. So look for the Lakers to package Kuzma, the first-round pick, and Danny Green to get that money off the books for something. I don't know yeah. what, but something. Well, you ain't really losing nothing there. I, I just I'm not a big. I'm not as high on Kuzma as I was the he first year. He just doesn't year. fit now. Yeah, uh, obviously Danny Green couldn't buy a bucket. And don't. And people, you don't need picks when you have LeBron. So you people lo- threatened Danny Green's life and his fiance's life over him missing that last second shot in Game Five. Let's relax. When they're up bit. three, what three yeah, one? Yeah, let's <laughs> let's fucking calm down a little bit. I don't know if Danny Green. I mean, it was an all year thing because uh, you know people were like, well, maybe he doesn't play well in the bubble. Maybe, but but he really didn't do much all year he didn't no. hit the shots you want Danny Green and, he, to hit. and his, which is weird because the year before that he bought out in Toronto and that's not going to be an easy contract to shed no, I don't think not many people's going to want that um so I, I it'll be interesting how they do that I think maybe you know you throw the first in there and Kuzma Kuzma may be a guy where he gets that change of scenery and he get like yeah. like, like Ingram did yep. in New Orleans. that's exactly what it, what Kuzma needs and I really liked that they kept Kuzma initially in that trade because of what I saw but the the team just transforms. I yeah, mean, you got he, LeBron and AD now. There's not really much more. You Kuzma know, don't fit. Go get another star. He's kind of a gunner, you know, at yeah. the wing. Uh, you um, know, like I've said though, and we just said this, but Chris Paul just makes too much sense. Okay, imagine LeBron having a big and Chris Paul. Yeah, I that mean, would that's, be that's phenomenal. scary. That would um, be absolutely phenomenal. And shout out to Jr. Smith for being shirtless before the game actually. Went that's final. a Cleveland thing. You shouldn't have done that, Jr. Um, <laughs> Everybody was shirtless. Kuzma was shirtless. Caruso was shirtless. Everybody was fucking chilling. That's a that's a Cavs thing. That's why. <laughs> uh, moving on here, man. Uh, week five of the NFL. I know we got a game left today, uh, but the biggest news coming out of Dallas. God, Dak Prescott. And if you've seen this live, which I'm sure most of you guys did broke his ankle man it was just snapped and dangling there and, I, and I seen it and I was like oh shit you know I, I come, I'm good to watch it once and then I'm like yeah I can't I can't look at Dude, that I watched but, it uh, like 50 times you know <laughs> <laughs> as much as we give Dak shit because me and you are not huge believers in Dak he was balling out 
He was he, putting up record he, numbers. He was having a season. Now, he was doing it, in my opinion, in trash time, what yeah. I like to call when you're getting blown out. But he was able to do it to where the game – he made the game in, interesting. Um, yeah, look what they did against the Browns. Shit. Yeah. That comeback win against yeah. the Falcons. And he, but he, he goes down. His season's over. Uh, he He's playing under the franchise tag. What will Dallas do? Are they, you know, are they going to franchise tag him again? Now, they're definitely. I don't think they're going to pay him. I think the franchise tag is the likely thing. But beneath all the Dak stuff, and we want to talk about Dak. Andy Dalton is the new quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys like, for the rest of the season. And on the Dak front, I saw Stephen Jones come on the radio today, and he actually said that Dak is still the face of this franchise. So I don't know what that means, but if Dak does get another deal, it's going to be incentive based. I would assume. I would, for yeah, I would. Something. I would, I would think franchise an, another tag. franchise tag's coming. Um, but yeah, the, and <laughs> Andy Dalton didn't look too bad on that last drive, did he? No, no, no. no. <laughs> well, you know, Andy can make some throws, and what? And I hate to, I hate to sound like this, but. This, as well as Dak was playing, this might be a blessing in disguise, and hear me out why. The Dallas Cowboys need to be a run-first football team. You have Zeke Elliott, and you have a pretty damn good offensive line. You have got to run Zeke Elliott to death. Now, he does have to stop fumbling, but you also have playmakers everywhere. You have Michael Gallup. You have Amari Cooper. You have uh, uh, C.D. Lamb. I mean, you have playmakers everywhere for Andy Dalton. He's, uh, I mean, he he he's had some playmakers before in Cincy, but I don't know if he's ever had playmakers quite like this. Well, and that's that's the thing we had said this about Dalton. I think when he first signed there, or even before the Bengals actually cut him. I don't know. We've talked about you know him a lot. He can do pretty damn well when he's protected and he has a lot of weapons. Yeah. Um, and. I mean, I know their left tackle and their right tackle are out, but that that line still held up pretty good down the stretch. I mean, you don't want to be in that close of a game with the New York Giants, but they were. Um, I I don't think that Dallas is that good, just in general. Their defense definitely Um, isn't. I think the offense is one of the best in the league. I still think the offense might be one of the best. I think it's still top ten with Dalton. Maybe. I just feel like they get a lot of that, like you said, in garbage time. Well, Um, yeah, but I I mean, numbers and stats are stats, but – I don't know. I think this kind of gets them back in rhythm. But finish what you were saying. And it could. Um, but I just think that – and you, you said it this morning. Um, it was like the first text I saw when I woke up. I think I actually even forgot to reply to it. December 13th, Andy Dalton versus Joe Burrow. Uh, where's that at? Uh, that's in Cincinnati. <laughs> and there's the, going to the be fans. homecoming game. And there's going to be fans. Well, yeah, at least 12,000, right? Yeah, I'm sure at it'll, least be 12, out, it'll probably be over by then because yeah. the election will be over. Right, but. probably. We'll save that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's going to be interesting. And we're going to talk about your boy here in a minute. But I think Andy Dalton – I mean, I don't think it's a huge drop from Dak to Andy. When we came into the season, we said – we thought Andy might be better. Uh, yeah, I said I would have saved the money. Well – I would. I think that I said that I would give Dak the slight edge because he was more mobile. But yeah. for the 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 money difference that we were talking about, hell yeah, I would right. roll with Dalton. And, and I and I agreed. But so we're gonna see. I mean, he he's getting full, a full week to prepare. Um, they lead the NFC least. Um, not a whole lot going on there. I think. <laughs> do they have a bye this week? Leading the NFC East is like being the coolest horse at a glue factory. <laughs> um, I don't know if they have a bye or not. Um, that would be good for Dalton if they did, though, just to get 
you know, another week of reps with the ones. Um, he's playing back home too. You know, I'm, no, I'm sorry, they don't. They so they play Monday night. Oh yeah, against they play the, Cardinals. the Cardinals. That's right. Yeah, so that's well, going to be an is interesting. Is Dalton game. still shit on primetime? That's what we well, need to we'll figure see. Out. We'll see here real quick. But I will root for Andy Dalton. I said that before. You know, I like Andy Dalton. I, I want him to do well. But it's just you know, it was just time for him to go. Um, so let's get into uh, what happened in Baltimore on Sunday. Um, I'll be honest. I watched on my phone. I had a peewee game I had to be at, uh, coaching defense out there. So I watched on my phone right up until they got down 17 nothing. I was like, all right, I'm going to probably just focus on these kids real quick. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I said, you know, you get a lead on Baltimore, you can hang with them. You, you let Baltimore get a lead like that, you're fucked. And with the Bengals' run defense, you're fucked. Um, and now DJ Reader, the high-priced nose tackle, out for the season. Um, so that's good. A.J. Green. A.J. Green mentally out for the season, I guess, because <laughs> he was like a lead blocker on that interception return. Uh, man, like. that, that, that was crazy. And and there's a video going around. It looks like that he may have said to a coach on the sideline, just trade me. Yeah. Um, that's what it looked like he said to me. Um, and on that front, I've been a pretty hard proponent for keeping A.J. Green on the team. Not me, because um, I'm ready to talk about how right I was. And, and, and you were right because he he clearly doesn't fit into the long-term plans. It's it's clear. He wanted to come back in the game. Is I, I, yeah, I was screaming. Yeah, I think that's why he said just trade me if you ain't going to play He was me. hurt or he was dinged up, but he wanted to get back in the game, and that's why yeah. they didn't do it. I was screaming. When I say I'm right, here's what I say I'm right about. And, Drew, and I told Drew all last year when the Bengals were shit. I mean, you know, we knew they were going to probably be one of the teams for the first round pick. I said, Drew, they've got to play. They've got to trade AJ Green right now. The fan in me didn't want to hear it because we knew. I love AJ. We knew that the Packers were off in the first. We we'd heard that, and then we uh, word was New Orleans was also offering a first for AJ Green. And when you're a team like that, that's losing that bad. Sometimes you don't need a receiver like that. You, you, you need to trade him away. I also said, you got to trade Geno. People were like, what? Why? Geno can still play. Geno just played his first game, and I don't even know if he even got a tackle. He played a pretty good game I saw from – Did he? I, I didn't watch the I, whole thing, but I saw some breakdowns. I don't think he had stat numbers. I think he had those those clowny numbers where he's, like, causing shit to shake yeah, up I in just, the backfield. But I said trade I said trade Geno. Well, then you got DJ Reader, obviously, who, you know, you can build with him. He's younger. Who looks so damn good. He, he did look good, and I, I still think that it was a, a great signing. Um, but I said, trade Geno. I said, he's, you're probably going to get a third for him. I said, but there's that's money off the books. That you're, you're building right now. And then the last person I said, Dunlap, who, uh, who – He found out on, like, Thursday that he wasn't yeah, starting. Yeah. He was pissed. Carl Lawson. Lawson and, and Sam Hubbard. And you're, and you're looking at another third or fourth. So you're talking a first, at least for A.J., Somewhere between a third and fifth for Geno, and probably somewhere between a third and a sixth for uh, for Dunlap. And I said that is what a team needs to do right now. Like Let's look what Miami forget. did. Let's not forget. There also could have been a second rounder thrown in there for Andy Dalton if they would have handled that. Yeah, better. yeah, that's a good point. Good I point. think Chicago would have gave them a two. That's just bad. That's just so. That's so bad, man. Like you know, sometimes the loyalty shit's got to stop. You're, you're you're too loyal to these guys, and now. What are you going to do? I mean, you can't franchise tag A.J. Green again. He's shit. He's a shell of himself. 
He, he's blocking for the other team when they pick it off. Zach Taylor said that he didn't think he could make that play. From the angle I saw, it looked like he, oh God. It looked like he, he could have tried harder at least. Yeah, and 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 he Zach Taylor also said afterwards, now I don't know how much of this is just trying to block out the noise. He said that all the conversations with AJ have been positive. That's not what he said. Doesn't blah, matter. Blah, blah. But looking going forward, because I have already reached – I mean, we're five weeks into the season. I have reached nihilism when it comes to the Bengals. I don't fucking care. Nothing matters. Who the fuck cares? We're fucked. Our coach sucks. Our fucking organization spent money, and both of the guys that they spent the most money on are fucking hurt, so they're never going to yeah, do but that you, again. But, but let me they're stop never going to spend money again. Yeah, but you know DJ Reader was good. That was a hell of a signing. Yeah, it was a damn And he was balling this year. So I think that they'll see that. Um, Trey Wayne's, I don't know. We'll see if he even makes it back. Well, I mean, at this point, do you even, you know, if you're not going to do anything, why, why take the chance of hurting him again? Why sign him? You could have um, kept Drake or Patrick, who's playing good for the fucking Cardinals right now. Yeah. And, and I, yeah, and you didn't watch too much of the game. Let me say this. Let me shout out the Bengals defense. I recorded it and I, and I saw the result and I was just like, dude, you know what? And Fuck it. I didn't even watch it. What? So one was one of the scores from Baltimore was a fumble that Mike Thomas, um, not fucking the good Humphreys, Mike dude. <laughs> Humphreys with that punch, man, yeah, that motherfucker. And uh, you know, but they they played right, man. They they didn't let Lamar do anything. Lamar hey, couldn't throw to save his life. Logan Wilson's good. Logan Logan Wilson had a pick. He should have had two picks, maybe yeah. three picks. Logan Wilson's good. They played they played Lamar right. This was a game where the offense needed to step up, and they couldn't score a point. And then with two minutes left, your boy. Zach Taylor kicks a fucking field goal so he doesn't get blanked. Yeah, dude, you got to. He's got to cover the spread. No, come the the spread was already covered. <laughs> You're down thirty points. The spread was already covered. You he kicked that field goal at the last minute. I think it was like two minutes. Left? Two minutes left. Something. Like that. He, <laughs> kicked the fuck, that. he kicked the fucking field goal. Didn't go for it. Um, <laughs> but let's get to the story of this game. I was in here last week and I said, I cannot wait to see how Joe Burrow performs. I cannot wait. I said this is gonna this is the best defense he's played yet. He's been looking good. How's he gonna perform? And he and he and he hit the game he had, he had a five point six QBR. Is that good? It's terrible. Oh okay. it's, it fucking, it's, <laughs> I mean when with the game we went with Johnny Manziel, I think he had like a two point whatever QBR. Oh yeah, or the one that where yeah. Dalton played the Browns on Thursday night and he had like a two point two. Something. Yeah, I mean so the it's terrible. He he don't have protection. Let's not lie. There's no line. There's no line there. Jonah Williams don't even look good. I mean, just being honest. Um, yeah, they fucked that up, too. The Bengals are just going to fuck up forever. I don't think I care about the Bengals anymore. He, I just don't think I give a fuck. The, like I said, the line, the, line, the line is garbage. But there are plays where Joe Burrow holds on the ball too long. Yeah, he gets himself hit. It's not all on the line. There could be some throwaways, you know, other than taking the hit. You know what I mean? There could be some getting rid of the ball quicker to avoid a hit, to avoid a turnover, or, or whatever. Yeah, it's mainly the line's fault, but there is a good amount that is on Burrow, and I don't know if he's still adjusting to the speed or or or, or thinks he can do more than he can or, or what, but I don't know, dude. We're fucked. We're just fucked forever. <laughs> uh, everybody's – the fucking Falcons are firing their coach. The Texans are firing their coach. Motherfuckers are getting canned. 
Your turn, Bengals. Fire this motherfucker, dude. He sucks. Yeah, he's not he's good. He's fucking terrible. We're 21 games into the experiment now. I've seen all I need to see. Yeah. It's done. I mean, you know, and look- And fuck Jim Turner, too. He's the <laughs> offensive line coach, and he's, like, blaming shit on Burrow. And some of it is true, but you don't blame your franchise quarterback in the media. That guy's a fucking Well, he has to protect too. He has to protect the offensive line. Those are his boys. Yeah, but he's, like, he was, like, fucking saying all kinds of fucked up shit to women at a seminar or something. That's why he, like, didn't get a job forever. He's a fucking idiot. The, 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 Frank Pollock should have stayed. The It all starts and ends with Zach Taylor. He's the coach. Yeah, he's a he's fucking He's the one that loser. okayed this line. He's the one that okayed get drafting Burrow. You know, whether he had to say or whatever. We assume he had to say. Well, everybody's going to okay drafting Joe Burrow. Well, no, I'm just not drafting Joe Burrow, but putting this line in front of Joe Burrow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. This... I'm I'm with you. I've seen enough of Zach Taylor. He can go now. One of the Browns used to get so much shit, man. They used to, for especially from Bengals fans because this is where we live. This is where who we hear from the most. God, they they don't give a coach a chance. They don't give a quarterback a chance. They don't do this. They don't do that. Now you see you you don't give a quarterback a, a coach a opportunity if you don't think he's the right guy. And clearly, Zach Taylor is not the right guy. No, I think. This season's already fucked, so they'll probably ride it out with him. And I guess who on that roster is going to coach better? Lou Anarumo? Brian well, Callahan? Yeah. Jim Turner? Okay, whatever. This year's fucked. Ride it out with him. I say lose for draft position, but he can't make it in next year. There's no fucking way. You know, guys like Gase that are that are on the block or Dan Quinn, he blew a, a three-touchdown lead in the Super Bowl three years ago. Bill O'Brien's been fucking shit up for years. So I guess I could see why they would fire them mid-season. You can fire Taylor right now. I wouldn't give a shit, but I, I understand maybe why they're not doing it because who's going to upgrade it, but there's no fucking way he should make it past the last press conference of the last game of the year. The sweet, oh, my God, merciful end of the year. That was a burp. That was gross <laughs> if you guys heard that. I got to stop drinking Dr. Pepper down here. Um, if he makes it to past the last press conference of the game, it's a fucking complete failure. I never, ever, ever, ever in my life thought I would sit here and be like, hmm, do I miss Marvin Lewis? <laughs> Marvin Lewis sounds pretty good right about now. Oh my god! Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I, I just I don't see. I just think I don't give a fuck. I, I I I'm probably not gonna prioritize my Sundays around watching them like I usually do. It's just like what you, know, you got it. You want to see the fuck. progression. You want to see Burrow get better. This is I might watch him die. Yeah, well, he one may or the pass other. away one on or, CBS. Yeah, one or the other. So you're either gonna watch him die, get hurt, or tough it out through the season and. Hope he can get better. So Hope he can get Josh so McDaniels. Speaking of Burrow, let's transition this real quick. So we're going to transition this, man. Uh, we have a guest on the line. Austin, what's up, buddy? What's going on, guys? Not much, man. What's up, buddy? Hey, uh, so we're on here and we're talking about about to – we were talking about Burrow and his game versus Baltimore. Now we're going to bring up Burrow versus Justin Herbert. Uh-oh. Justin Herbert last night, four touchdown passes – against the New Orleans Saints, and, man, did he look good doing it. Man, his arm is – is I mean, it's got special written all over it. Um, he's 0-4. <laughs> Drew says he's 0-4. <laughs> I mean, there, there is something to be said about being 0-4. But um, I will say he's playing Brady and Breeze and he's shit. He's played Brady, Breeze, Mahomes. Burrow's <laughs> got a win over Minshew. <laughs> Hey, but here's the question, man. Right now, five games in, we're and this is way too early. These guys still have to play their entire careers. Who you who do you want right now? Do you want Herbert or do you want Joe Burrow? Now, take into consideration Joe Burrow doesn't have a line. With that being said, I don't think Herbert has 
one either. It's just not as bad as Burroughs. Right. So They're I, missing I guess, a lot. Yeah. When, you, when you're looking at the teams, um, I, I do think you, that uh, Herbert has a little bit more to rely on with his defense. Obviously, Cincinnati's defense is uh, there's a lot to be desired there. So if he's not scoring enough points, most likely that defense is, is going to give up points. So uh, he's kind of in a tough situation. That being said, what was it, a 5.8 QBR this weekend against Baltimore? Yeah, yeah. Chad told me that's not good. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think uh, I, I don't think that that's what you want to see out of your rookie quarterback, regardless of the line. Um, so for me personally, just from the flashes that I've seen, I like Burrow. I like what he can do in the pocket and outside the pocket. But from what I've seen so far, I like Herbert's game a little bit more. Yeah, and this this isn't this isn't me shitting on Joe Burrow at all. I still think Joe Burrow is the guy for Cincinnati. It's just five games in. This Justin Herbert doesn't even look like the guy that was playing at uh, Oregon. This dude looks incredible. He looks uh, a lot yes, more I, I, I don't know who was saying it last night, but they were saying, wow, what what was Oregon doing with yeah, Herbert? Yeah, I mean, and, and this is where I'm going to go. I'll transition this to Joe Burrow too, but Justin Herbert has a beautiful deep ball. It is beautiful. I mean, it's perfect. It's money. He stood there in the pocket. I mean, I've seen him take a shot and still drop the ball right in the bucket. And that's where I don't understand with Joe Burrow. You know, coming out of LSU, to me, his biggest thing was he put he put the ball where it needed to be on a deep ball. I was telling Drew last week we were watching the Alabama game versus LSU, and when he did a back shoulder throw to one of the uh, one of the LSU receivers, thank you, Justin Jefferson. I mean, it, it was like a ball. It's like man, that you can't teach that. My nipples got no. hard, and I you just that. I don't see that this year. It's like if you can throw it deep then you probably have time to get it there. And you're just seeing him miss wide open receivers, and, and, and he's throwing the ball out of bounds on some. Some he is getting hit, and he's getting hit. It just doesn't so It doesn't look here's there. Here's the thing. Like, it, it, you can be as talented as you want. Look at guys like Tim Couch. Look at guys like David Carr. You come in, you take shot after shot after shot. Regardless of their sacks or not, he's still getting beat up on. I mean, you start to – as Sam Darnold said last year, see ghosts a little bit. Yeah, you throw the ball earlier and you miss him because you, you're right, a little too you're antsy. Anti- you're anticipating something that may not be coming, and you see it even in Baker Mayfield. He he does the same thing sometimes. He's working to, that out still. Right, exactly. And, and Burrow May, obviously it's five games in. He has plenty of time to, to fix it. Uh, the biggest thing is, is can Cincinnati put the pieces around him to protect him quick enough so that this isn't like permanent damage. Well, before we brought you on, I already pointed out I've reached nihilism with the Bengals this year. I don't really give a fuck anymore. I, Nothing I, matters. I, We're fucked. Can can anyone blame you for that? <laughs> I mean, I mean, Zach Taylor tried to sell this whole fan base on that offensive line. Zach Taylor looks like he should be selling fucking insurance. I I mean, Zach Taylor and I think that midway through last year, Chad, you and I were both pretty adamant that we didn't think Zach Taylor was, was going to be the guy long-term. Yeah, um, yeah definitely. So, so the other question for Cincinnati fans, are you going to see something where Mike Brown tries to force it for five years before or, he finally is like – Or 16. Okay. Right, well, exactly. Well, that's, that's the point I was getting ready to make. You say, you know, is he the guy long-term? No. 
but he may still be there long term. <laughs> like, right. You know how how much has the front office grown? How much has Mike Brown maybe given control away to some people that aren't eighty fucking seven years old? But well, that's gonna so, so, that's going to be telling for the Bengals new day that they've been selling how they handle this after this year because there's no reason anybody else in the nfl would keep that guy as the head coach well and that's the thing is they, like you said they sold you guys on this this new day you know we're 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 different we're spending we're, we're making moves yet they did nothing to fix the defense or i mean they took some mid picks i guess to try to to, to help with the run defense well the dj reader signing paid off before yeah, he's out for the year now, but that that reader signing was a good signing. He was good, DJ Reader was. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I don't disagree. But they're still what I think twenty eighth or 29th against the run this year. Yeah, they, well, and you're playing that nickel defense. You know, you the linebackers and and I just said the defensive line's just old. I mean, you got Reader and Carl Lawson coming along, but you know how how much long is it going to be? Give for some him? love to your Buckeye boy Sam Hubbard. He's good. He's out for a while now, but he's yeah. good. Um. um yeah, I, I don't know. They, they they have to make a move Im- immediately this offseason to, to protect Joe Burrow. Josh McDaniels and seven straight offensive lineman picks. You start with right tackle, round two right guard, round three center. Just go all the way down the line. Draft seven <laughs> offensive linemen. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, one more thing on Zach Taylor. Uh, it took, what, four games before they finally realized that Joe Mixon could take some pressure off of Burrow a little bit? I mean, no shit. Through, through yeah. sixty times, through forty-five times. I mean, my 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 thing is this: like, if Burrow's getting beat this bad, and we all know he is, where's the double tight end sets? Where's the extra right. help on the ends blocking? We only have one tight end. Anything and everything. I mean, there is tight ends out there. This is why I say the Bengals need to go get a a, a really good tight end. I think it would help Burrow tremendously next year. Um, but as far as the tight ends being on the field, you're you're spreading out those ends. You have extra blockers, and you know you can still get what a receiver on the field or, or or whatever it may be. It's just when you keep putting this man in four and five wide, you're just asking for him to just like die on the field with that offensive line. Well, and that's where they need to be at right now. We we, we know what we got with the line. It's not changing. I mean, you can go make make a trade, get a guy. I doubt they do it. But so from now on. Run the ball 35 times a game. I don't give a shit how the game's going. Don't get yeah. – you You know what this season is. You know what the line is. So let's not do further damage to Burrow by dropping him back in four and five wide sets 40 times a game. Just run the fucking ball and let's just j- just get good at running the football first and then anything else that may come from that, let it be. But they've got to be a run first team, if nothing else, just to get this kid through the season. Yeah, yeah. Let's. I don't care if you're averaging three yards a carry. Force that rock, shit. Give him some play action. Move the pocket a little bit. Just anything to get him some time to not get hit over and over and over. Hey, last thing on the Bengals before we we uh, transfer this over to a good team. Um, oh fuck! Here we go. <laughs> how about how about that left tackle out of Oregon? Is that where he's from? Penny Sewell. Sewell, and then moving Jonah Williams back to right tackle where he needs to be. I don't think Jonah Williams is going to be a good left tackle. I think he needs to go to the right side, and he might be able to have a Pro Bowl career over there. Yeah, because there's there. a huge difference in, in working on the strong side versus that blind side. So right. I, he, was I, good, he, was he was good against the, the run, too. He was working on the blind side for Tua, but it is different. You know what would have been really good, though? That's a good point, Drew. If they could have just had Andrew Whitworth there, and he could have played right tackle this whole time. Oh, oh, you mean that guy that's still one of the top-graded offensive linemen? That's the guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, the guy that wanted to stay. 
That's like <laughs> he actually wanted to retire a Bengal. Yeah, the guy that wanted to fucking stay there. That guy. That guy. Huh. It furthers the point that they, <laughs> when are they going to prove that they're willing to actually invest in the team and, and make moves to protect these young guys in in the future? Yeah. Hey, but hey, let's talk. Like I said, let's talk about a good football team, Austin. The Colts. <laughs> the Colts just got beat, buddy. One, baby. Uh, four and one. The Browns have won four straight with a big win last Sunday over the uh, Indianapolis Colts. Man, I'm pumped up. Number one defense. Number one defense without still, Darius Leonard. That's all right. We didn't have Chubb, and we still we still ran for 125. So who's that guy? The the optimism was non-existent after week one. After week one, we go to Baltimore and just get. Walloped. Chad called him we Kevin like, Kitchens. <laughs> exactly. We thought it was Freddie Kitchens 2.0. We did. Uh, yeah, the outlook was bleak. To turn around and score 30 points in every game since then and reel off four in a row. I, I honestly can't believe what I'm seeing. I was three years old the last time they this were four is and one. How, this, is, this is how you win with, in my opinion now, and I'm just going to come out and say it, with an average quarterback. Oh! Yeah. I yeah. you run the shit out of the ball, you get him out of the pocket, and hopefully you get a lot like he played in the first half. The first half Baker was a lot better than second half Baker when the uh, Colts switched up there a little bit, and but then when they switched it up, we were able to run the ball. Exactly. Um, so they, they they made the adjustments to where they slowed Baker down. They confused him a little bit. Uh, the first interception he threw was god awful. That um, was bad. Yeah. It, I mean, it was bad. Second one, he got hit. I, yeah, I'm not, I didn't um, blame him for that. He got hit. Yeah. It, it came off wrong, yeah. Right. I, in fact, I like to see him sit in the pocket, step up and deliver some throws, even if it does require him taking a shot every now and again, because he's he, him stepping up in the pocket has been, in my opinion, his biggest weakness so far. And yeah. I don't know if it's height or, or what, yeah. what the deal is. Yeah, I felt like he kind of like in college, in that first year he was on his – Drew Brees, he was able to get more depth and see over the line. Like you said, I don't know if it's a height thing. I'm not exactly sure what it is, but the the fact is, is he has his football team right now four and one, and, four and one. without Baker, nine. without Baker's first half performance, we do not beat the Colts. Baker played a big part in beating the Colts. Well, that's what I told you guys when we were texting during the game. I said, you know, I thought this was going to be a, a run, run, run game. But that first half, I felt like it was Baker's game. Yeah, they loaded the box, they loaded and he the made box, them pay. They loaded the box, and Baker took his one-on-one shots, and he won with them. Yep. So what the fuck know. happened to Jarvis Landry's hands? Well, it, what's drop. crazy is in the in the first half, is he made some amazing catches. Over, yeah, it was over weird. The dude's and then in the second half, I don't know if he was anticipating hits or – if he was just trying to get moving before the ball was there or what, but to see those those two drops, those were bad. You don't see that a lot from Jarvis. You know, you see no, that from Odell, but you don't see that from Jarvis. Yeah, so I, I expect Jarvis to kind of come out with some fire this week and, and yeah. be kind of what we expect but him to the, be. The, like I said, the fact of the matter is the Browns are 4-1. and one. They're a half game out of first, and the team that is in first, the Browns play them this week. Uh, going to Hinesville, Hinesfield with uh, Tony Romo and Jim Nance calling the game. The Pittsburgh Steelers host the Cleveland Browns, and man, I cannot wait. This is the most excited I've been for a game in a long time. Yeah, this a long time. So, so coming into Week Five, we went up against the then-ranked number one defense. Now going into Week Six, guess what? 
Right, in the number one defense because one we defense. just shredded up the number one defense and made them fall back. Right, we, uh, yeah, so scored 32 on, on the number one defense. We're gonna Baker's going to have to do similar to what he just did. I, I, I'm not sure how successful we're going to be running the football. I think that Baker's really going to have to step up and, and, and deliver. Yeah. How is Wyatt Teller? You guys love Wyatt Teller. He, he Calf was, strain, he's week to week. It looks like he might miss this game. And then be Watts back, over there. And then be – well, no, uh, Teller is a right guard. Um, so, our, our right tackle is Jack Conklin. Um, they mix step, a lot inside. Stepping though. in for Teller is, is, is Chris Hubbard, who stepped in for Conklin. Stealer. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's kind of a Swiss Army knife. He can play just about any position on yeah. the line. Yeah. Uh, which is super nice to have in a backup. Um, but I think sliding into the right guard spot last week uh, initially was a little bit rough for him. That being said, he was – facing one of the best interior defensive linemen in football. Um, so I'll, I'll cut him a little bit of slack. But as the game progressed, he did seem to settle in. The second half was much better. And then the, the game or the drive that iced it, he was fantastic. He had a couple of huge him, blocks. So. Him and Higgins. Higgins, who's been Our man not Hollywood. active. Me, we, me and you love Hollywood. A big, uh, a big block, him and Hubbard, Higgins and Hubbard. To spring uh, Dearness Johnson for 28 yards to seal the game for the Browns. Yeah, and a lot of people say, as a wide receiver, a young wide receiver, if you want playing time, got to block. Blocking. Yep. So, I'm, I, Baker and, and Higgy have always had a natural chemistry going back to Baker's rookie year. It just clicked right away. So I'm really hoping that Stefanski will ride that and we'll see some more of him moving forward because I feel like last year he was very underutilized. Is Coach Stefanski the coach of the year right now, five games in? At this point, it's, it, I mean, I'm not sure I want to say he's sure fire. He goes into Pittsburgh and beats Pittsburgh, then yes, I, I, I'd say that he's I would think it's sure him the or LaFleur, right? Yeah, yeah, having LaFleur coming back and, and what are they, 4-0 so far? Yeah. Um, Aaron Rodgers is playing absolutely lights out without any help from a first-round draft pick. Um. Yeah, they look they look awesome. Stefanski can beat you in several different ways, man. He can either light he's so, you. He's he, you can, he's not very what, what's the word predictive. Like you don't know what yeah. he's going to throw at you. And then he comes out in an interview and he's asked about how good his play calling's been, and he says we've had these planned out for weeks. We know what we're going to call when we get there. And sure. him and him and Van Pelt have been have, have just been great. And and the the MVP of the coaching staff in my Bill opinion, Callahan. Bill Callahan. Yes, sir. Because they're, they're marrying those schemes together in a way that a lot of people have said they haven't seen before. Um, the uh, it's a zone blocking team that we like that Shanny runs, and I forget what they called the the other screen the the other uh, blocking system, but it, I mean it's it's worked to perfection so far. So before we let you get off here, man. Final score for Sunday. You're going to be at my house. We're going to make all kinds of food, get the families together, and watch our Browns for for the first time this year. I told Drew, man, I, I, I when I when we played Baltimore, I wore my new Chubb jersey. Me and you both got the same one. Yep. And yep. and we lost. Well, the last I wore four it as well. the last four games I've had on last year's Baker Mayfield jersey, dude, and I feel ugly as fuck in it. But we're winning. <laughs> I mean, you can't. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? So the final score. It's it's tough. I do think that I mean Mike Tomlin. You are going against a top five coach. I mean, it's a first year head coach versus a, a top five coach. He's 
prove that, um, especially after last year being in the playoff hunt with uh, a noble, I mean, Duck Hodges and, and Mason Rudolph as your quarterback. So I think he's a great coach too. I, I do think that that's going to play play into it a little bit. We may we may be out coached. Um, so my anticipation being the uh, trying not to get too overhyped, you know. Uh, I, I expect the Steelers about 27, Browns 17. I, I think that we maybe come back down to earth a little bit. Um, yeah. I think Baker is going to struggle. Be a, this is going to be one of those games where I think afterwards people are really starting to question Baker a little bit. Um, I hope I'm wrong, but we'll see. I'm going to go Browns 31, Steelers 30. I wow. think it's going to be a close game. I I know they have a good defense, but we got a really good offense. So um, the thing is, it, that gives me optimism is that the Steelers really haven't played anybody. Uh, all, that's true. They at just all. about blew a, a what like it was like a seventeen point lead, I think, in the second half to the team that tied Cincinnati. Right. So hey, leave us out of it, man. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> so the team that only hung twenty three on one of the worst defenses in the league. Could, was able to score 30 on on Pittsburgh. So, I don't know. Uh, I'm definitely not sold one way or another, and I won't be shocked if we go in and, and play well and, and beat them. Um, it's just Pittsburgh always seems to have our number. If we win, we beat Pittsburgh. You bet They better fucking call in the National Guard for Cleveland because that motherfucker might burn down and it won't be looting. Yeah. It, no, it won't be they're going to social it. distance. They're going to be responsible. It's, it's going to get crazy if we're sitting at 5-1 and one with three games to, or two games to play to the bye. Yeah, and then going into Cincinnati the week after. Right. Um, I, I, you know, last thing here, I, you know, I said that this isn't a must-win for the Browns. I mean, the Browns have the easiest schedule in the league remaining. Um, if they lose, they go to 4-2 and two with Cincinnati coming up there. The big game is probably going to be Oakland because that's going to be a, a, a playoff team as well. We done beat the Colts, who's going to be a playoff team. So we got that that tiebreaker. Um, but, you know, I, I can't wait, man. I'm with you. I think this is the most amped up I've been for a game in a long time. And the, the Browns are back, baby, with uh, yeah. Coach Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Barry. And, you know, they they've, they finally got the wheels turning there in Cleveland. All thanks yeah, to Andrew Sadeh. Like finally, after all these years, got it right. Say that again, Drew. This is all thanks to – is it Andrew Sadehu? Sadeho? <laughs> Chad loves God. that guy. Yeah, me and Austin really love him. Shout out O'Neal Cousins. <laughs> I, so right right before you called, actually, somebody tweeted out a stat for him. Um, 80%, 12 out of 15 passes have been completed when thrown at him. Uh, and I think it's three touchdowns um, coming his way on 15 pass attempts. Get him off the field. And he always plays – it seems like he plays worse – at the beginning of the game. He kind of settles in, it feels like. Yeah, but, yeah, I've noticed that. But at the beginning of every game, he's fucking hot garbage. Hey, won't you, hey you won uh, you won the, uh, the Pick'em a few weeks back. What would you win, 350 bucks? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, like that. that was like 340 bucks, I think. Hell yeah, man. It's uh, 440. There's a couple people in it still. I think your dad's left in it. Dolph, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's got a good at it. And, uh, you know, our buddy Aaron Lakes is in it, so – going to be an interesting game tonight. Who do you think wins tonight? Um, uh, The thing is, is, is Tennessee, I mean, they got, they've got they had, what, like 14 days to prepare for this game? They haven't um, practiced, though. Uh, yeah. In so the facility, that's, that's, have that's, they? The yeah, yeah. Yeah, the facility most of the time has been shut down. Yeah. So they may come in real rusty, and Buffalo may put it on them. I think Josh Allen's going to tear it up, man. That dude, 
You know, I was a, I was a doubter, man, but man, just how big he guy. is and how powerful his arm is, he he's legit. I have him right now second MVP, only behind Russell Wilson. Um, yeah, I, I, my top three for MVP, I'd have Russell Wilson, um, Aaron Rodgers, yeah. and Josh Allen. Those are the three for me right now. Yeah. Uh, and shout out to Troy, Troy, man. He he said before the year started, Josh Allen was going to be firmly in this MVP race. Yeah. And here yeah. he is. It's all right. We got the coach of the year watch. <laughs> yeah, we'll take it. We'll take it in the defensive player of the year. Yes, sir. Miles Garrett playing incredible right now. Uh, yeah, well, we've got like Bobby that. Hart, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see him next week. <laughs> all right, Austin A., man. Thanks for coming in, and go Browns. Absolutely. Let's go. See you, bud. See you, guys. So transitioning off of that phone call, I want to get into how you can get into our pick em free yeah. this week, okay? I'm going to ask you a question, and then I'm going to give my answer, too. The person that can give me the answer to this question, this two-part question, first, however you get it to me, call, text, whatever, we'll get into our pick this week for free. What was your very first Cleveland Browns jersey? Who was the player? Very first? Man, I think as far as back as I can remember, um, I w- I, dude, I'd have to go back to 99. I think my when they came back. I think my first jersey that I can remember, and I'm sure I had one before here, but I believe it was Tim Couch. That's 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 about fair for for guys around our age. That's probably a lot. It was of either it. Tim Couch or Courtney Brown. Okay, I remember your Courtney Brown jersey. Yeah, I do remember you yeah, had that. Ninety-two. I ended up giving it to Brittany. Yeah. Um. So, so we'll we'll go with Couch for yours. We'll go with Tim um, that's Couch. The, probably the, that's the first name you said. Um, my very first Cincinnati Bengals jersey was an Akili Smith jersey. Uh, that, I think they came in together same yeah, year. Yeah, they were around the same year, I think. So, I think it was um, the same year. Right? I was in – Maybe? I was in elementary school. I was I was real young, so I, I don't remember exactly what when it was, but I remember just wearing the shit out of that thing. I'm sure my dad put me in a Jim Brown jersey some – you know, or my dad loved Bernie Kosar. So yeah, but I, yeah, yeah, but but as far as I can remember, the first jersey you first can that I can getting, remember would definitely have to be Tim Couch. Yeah, there's, you still see a lot of people still wearing Tim Couch. Yeah, jerseys I, these I, days. Uh, yeah, the fucking, what was it when we had, I I forget who it was, what quarterback, but I was down in Cleveland for a game and they put either like a one in front of the two or or a two or one behind the two or or, or a number. And then they put potato behind couch, so it was a pl- it was a player that wasn't getting a lot of playing time or was in trouble or something. Maybe maybe Manziel, and it just said couch potato. Yeah, so that was pretty. <laughs> That's a good that one. Good. So I want to find out who listens to our show start to finish. So if you can be the first person to tell me the answer to the question we just asked, you will get into this week week six pick them for free on me. So the answer is Tim Couch and Akili Smith. The first person to get that answer to me, however you get it to me, will win. You're not eligible because you heard yeah. me say it. Um, but I, I I just thought of that like right when you got here. I was like, let's do this just for fun. I want to see. And yeah, and we're who not. Pull that and, out. Yeah, and we're not. Uh, we're not going to ask the question, right? Like, that's just going to be see who listens, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to post. I'm, I'll probably post that there's a special question, so you should listen and find out where it is, tell us the answer or whatever, but yeah. I'm not going to post what the question was until we have a winner. There we go. I like it. Just just something for a little fun. You get in the pick them for, for, for free. I'll, I'll float your 10 bucks this week so we can do that. And um, uh, don't forget, don't forget, tomorrow opens up a new pool. Yes, I will post the tomorrow, shit out of it. Uh, so it sounds like we're going to go to un- until Sunday at noon, so... 
you're going to have Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and the beginning of Sunday to get in this week. Hopefully that leads to a bigger pot this week since it we should. have, you know, it usually should. we have about three days to get it right. So now we'll have more than that. Um, I'm looking forward to um, nothing about the Bengals game on Sunday. Uh, nothing at all. Here um, we go, Brownies. Here we go. Hey, I am pulling for the Browns. Anybody that can I was beat pulling Pittsburgh, for you guys last week, man. Anybody that can beat Pittsburgh is is my team for the week too. My second favorite team is whoever's playing Pittsburgh. So go Browns on Sunday. Um, we'll be back in next week. The Big Ten will be starting off next yes, week. Yes, sir. Let's go, Bucks. I think we should do something really special for that. Hey, if we could get a few more likes on our Facebook page, I think we only need twenty something more likes. I personally i'm going to go by whoever this person is after we do the duel obviously you got to compete in the locker room we we cover sports somebody's going to win a gift certificate to their choice of frickers or roosters whatever you're doing i'll match it there we go so well that's so we'll, see. we'll see we'll, we'll see how much doing. we decided yeah. to do. i'll match it somebody's going to be able to take the whole damn family <laughs> The frickers or roosters so get these likes up guys come on share share our shit share our page and uh we like giving out free shit and getting you guys money and then talking about sports. We only do it because we love it. What do you think about next week before the Big Ten comes back having a former Ohio State Buckeye come on the show? Ooh, that would be interesting. You hear that? I can get us a former Ohio State Buckeye. You guys want a former Ohio State Buckeye to come in here? Let us know. We might be able to make that happen for you next Let's week. Let's leave it at that. Yeah, a little something for the imagination there, but I can probably pull it off. We're pretty well-connected guys. We can pull some strings, make some shit happen. Yes, sir. All right, so I think that's about all we got for you this week. Thanks to everybody that tuned in. Um, get into the Pick'em. Get me your answer if you want your entry to be free. Um, we will be back in here next week for um, the preview of the, the Khabib and Gagey fight that's coming hey. up next week. That's going to be a good one right in the middle of the fucking day. We'll um, talk about that, though. Yeah, we'll, we'll be in for that. We'll have the recap of uh, this past week in the NFL. There's really no more NBA stuff to talk about unless anything major happens, and then we will get – Ready for Big Ten football. Michigan can start pissing me off the way the Bengals do. I don't think they're going to piss you off that bad as the Bengals do. But eh, Yeah, we'll see. they got a tough one starting out with Minnesota. So we'll get into that next week. We will be back in here. Thanks for tuning in. Locker Room Talk Uncut. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.